Samuel was getting to, ready to anoint the next king of Israel. God wants to anoint you. He's not going to sit down until he does. Come on. All right, you guys. Brought in. He was glowing with health and had a fine appearance and handsome features. Ooh la la. I told you, I'm the youth guy. Then the Lord said, rise and anoint him. This is the one. So Samuel took the horn of oil and anointed him in the presence of his brothers. When God anoints you, he don't care who's around. Oh, come on. So Samuel, uh, da, da, da. And from that, the day of the Lord, oh, I'm sorry, the spirit of the Lord came powerfully upon David. Let's jump to Matthew chapter 3. If you're not, if you didn't there fast enough, that's okay. I think they're going to put it on the screen. Matthew chapter 3, we're going to start in verse 15. It says, Jesus replied, let it be so now. This is when he was going to get baptized by John the Baptist. It is proper for us to do this to, fill, uh, to fulfill all righteousness. Then John consented. As soon as Jesus was baptized, he went up out of the water. At that moment, heaven was open. And he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and aligning on him. The voice from heaven said, this is my son whom I love. In him I am well please. Oh, come on. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you. We thank you, Lord God, for your word. We thank you, Lord God, for what you're going to do here tonight. We pray, Holy Spirit, come tonight. Do a work. This is the Holy Ghost service, so we need the Holy Ghost to blow through tonight. I thank you in Jesus' my name, and everybody said, Amen. Amen. Have a seat. Well, like I said earlier, it's an honor and a privilege to be um, sharing to, with you tonight. Thank you, Pastor Karen and Pastor Daniel, who is probably going to be watching at some later time. It, it's an honor and a privilege. I get to serve your students. That's what me and my wife get to do. We're not some type of leader. We're, we're here. We're servants because we're all servants of God. And everybody said, amen. Um, Pastor Daniel asked me to share. I was able to go to the, I'm a part of thing called the Cadre, which, um, is super awesome, and I, I want to thank all of you that gave uh, and blessed me uh, on this trip. And I get to go back in March, um, but this this thing of uh, with Cadre, it's a hundred other youth and young adult pastors from around the country, actually around the world. There's a there's a lady from Ireland and some other people, but I get the opportunity to go sit with these guys, and the awesome part is it's not just a time of of learning. But it's a time of refreshing. It's a time of renewing. It's a time for me that I got to connect with other people. But it did something for me. And my, you know, my students have, some of them have noticed, Mr. Dave, you're a little different. Yeah, because you know why? I realized something. God is moving across our nation. God is moving across our land. God is, is moving in the hearts and lives of a generation. 
And it's going to take each and every one of us to do our part to see the next generation rise up for holiness, rise up for purity, rise up to be the man and woman of God that God has called them to be. And so I was stirred. I'm like, ooh, I'm going back to Alaska. Ooh, I'm going back to KC, Alaska. Ooh, I'm going to go shake the world. You know why? Because the end times is here and the decisions that we make as adults matter in the anointing of our students. All right, you guys ready? That's my pitch. Here, here you go. We're going to get into the word. When I say the word anointed, what is the first thing that pops to your head? On the count of three, I want you to say, well, the first thing that pops to your head when I say anointed. One, two, three. Okay, I didn't hear anything you said, but awesome. I'm sure it's great. <laughs> A lot of time when, we, when we, say the, we say the word anointed or we think about this word anointed, we think about maybe a specific time in your life. Maybe a conference or a camp or an encounter. Where God really showed up and showed off in your life. You're like, oh man, that, that was anointed. Maybe when you say the word anointed, you think of a person. Pastor Daniel is an anointed man of God. Dr. Morocco is an anointed man of God. We have amazing anointed men of God on our staff. And everybody said, Amen. hallelujah. Maybe anointed to you, you know, brings you to a, a scripture. You read a scripture, you're like, man, that thing just hit me between my eyes. That thing's anointed, powerful. Maybe it's even a song. Maybe it's a song you're listening to and, you, you know, you put on IHOP and Jay Thomas is worshiping. You're like, oh, Jesus. Oh, believe me, I do that. I'm not making fun of you. <laughs> All those things are very, very true. But what if I were to tell you? That being anointed or the anointing is not just a thing, a place, or a scripture, but it's a lifestyle. Anointing is a lifestyle. We're all called to live an anointed lifestyle. We just started 2019. Let me tell you something. If you make a, if you make a conscious choice to live a life of anointing, I tell you what, 2019 will be one of your greatest years yet. Anointing. But to know what anointing is, we have to understand what anointing is. It's not somebody falling on the ground. Oh, I'm stepping on my toes. Okay, here we go. We have to understand anointing. We're going to look at King David and we're going to look at Jesus. To understand. There's two different people, not, two different situations with two different types of anointing. But yet, they were still anointed. If you're taking notes tonight, the title of the message is, the anointed kings. If we look at both David and Jesus, we can see two they're very different people walking out their anointing. David, on one hand, was anointed at a very young age. Yet his lifestyle, living out what God wanted to do in him, was sometimes up and down. 
Yeah, he slayed the lion. He slayed the bear. He slayed Goliath. But he cheated with Bathsheba and killed her husband. But yet, he was re he's always remembered uh, as a man after God's own heart. Anointed to be the, the first actual king of Israel. We look at the life of Jesus. Who is just anointed. I mean, he's Jesus. Oh, right? He sat in the tabernacles as a child. He performed signs, wonders, miracles, followed him wherever he went. Two different people, two different situations, two different circumstances, still anointed and called kings. Whoa. So we have to understand our anointing. How do we understand our anointing? First thing, the anointing is a position. I'm like, what? Anointing is a position. How do you make that, Minister David? A lot of times when you say that's an anointed man of God, a lot of times they're a pastor or minister or someone at the top. But that's not what I'm talking about. It's not what I'm talking about. Because... Jesus and David both had to position themselves in order to receive an anointing on a daily basis to do the things God has called them to do, to walk it out. A lot of times, I'm going to go back to my previous statement, a lot of times we, we place anointing with authority. But we always should ask ourselves, are we, do we have the anointing to be authoritative you carry the anointing with you anointing is a position it's a position of the heart it's a it's a it's a position of will it's a position of emotions what do you mean minister david both Jesus and King David had to position themselves in times in their life to allow an anointing to come upon them so that they could complete the task that God had asked them to do. If you look at King David, a time where he had to humble himself and repent was a time where he, he finally come to his senses and realized that he slept with Bathsheba and then he killed her husband. And he's like, oh, I probably shouldn't have done that. That was dumb. Jesus, I'm just going to, you know, there's many times in their lives, but Jesus at the Garden of Gethsemane, I'm like, how is that? Jesus had to position himself as he cried out to his father. He had to position his heart. He had to position his mind. He had to position his emotions, fully knowing that he was about to die. An anointing had to come upon him so he could die, so that you could live. Come on. Position of our hearts, position of our minds, position of our emotions matter when it comes to anointing. Why? Because if you can't get your head right, you can't get your heart right, you can't get your emotions right, every time you think you're anointed, you really just maybe... Trying to show somebody up.
God has called us to be anointed. So if we get the head, the heart, the mind, and everything right, then he's going to pour out his spirit. Because he can't be anointed if you're talking behind someone's back. Ooh. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I'm the youth guy. Please remember that. Anointing is imparted. Jesus used, I'm sorry, God used Samuel and John the Baptist to impart into, into David and to, into Jesus. You're like, but he was baptized. It's not there. It's an anointing. Jesus, God was there. Come on. The, the, the heavens opened. When Samuel poured the, the oil over David's head, it says, the day on the day, the spirit of the Lord came powerfully upon David. It was an anointing. God anointed them. Yes, you can, Pastor Daniel always says this to us, you got to go get your anointing. Yes, that is very, very true. But anointing, to go get your anointing, sometimes you got to go to someone to go get it. You got to position yourself to go be prayed for. You have to go position yourself to be prophesied over. You have to go position yourself to be, to be, to be spoken life into. Oh, anointing is a covering. Anointing is a covering. Samuel doused, doused David with oil. Oh, I had a bottle of water right there. Oh, you know where I'm going. See, a lot of times when we talk about anointing, and we talk, Sorry, online. My bad. See, a lot of times when we say anointing, we just come and we, we get prayed for, and it's like, oh, oh Jesus, thank you. Thank you, Trent. Give you Trent a hand. God shows up and he sprinkles on us and we're like, hallelujah. When realistically, what, what he wants to do is take a five-gallon bucket of anointing and pour it upon you. I really wanted to do that illustration tonight, but we're in the sanctuary, so. He, want, he needs to cover us. Why? Because when we're covered, then people know that we belong to him. That we are something different. And as the anointing is being poured out in a covering over you, it cannot stop. Everybody say, cannot stop. 
It cannot stop. Anointing should be a constant flow. Because in today's culture and society, and I'm reaching, so please don't, don't kill me after. In today's culture and society, we believe that one encounter a week with God as an outpouring. Oh, come on. I'm preaching a lot better than you guys are shouting. They think one encounter with God a week is going to get them through the week. And sometimes, and sometimes, we hold on to a moment in time in our lives that we had an encounter where God showed up and anointed us. We're not willing to go back to get re redone. So it's not just that the water dried up or the anointing dried up. But then the water becomes stagnant. When water becomes stagnant, what happens? It stinks. And then mosquitoes start to come when you, in the summer in Alaska, and they're like that big. You know what I mean? Water becomes stagnant, becomes stink. I heard this said, uh, this thing I was at in, in Atlanta. If you keep only praising about the things that were five years ago. It's not that God didn't do it at that point in that time. But a fresh outpouring, a fresh anointing is meaning that it's daily. So when Pastor Daniel gets up here during EMP, which I hope everybody comes to EMP, and says, hey, what has God done in your life today? Man, we should be running to the mic. Why? Why? Because I just lost my thought. Just joking. Here we go. <laughs> Keeping you all on your toes. I'm trying to keep you guys awake. Because if we got a fresh outpouring of God on a daily basis, that means signs, wonders, and miracles begin to. Come on. We always have to remember this. Our inner anointing should always become an outward expression of the goodness of God. Oh, I don't think you guys heard me tonight. Your inner anointing, anointing should always become an outward expression of the goodness of God. Both David, I'm sorry, I jumped. I jumped my notes. Here we go. How do, how do we know that we're anointed on a daily basis? You guys ready? Here we go. Number one, as I, I'm wrapping and promise, we hunger for more the more of the things of God. I tell you what. I got an overhaul when I went to Atlanta. And I tell you, I want to read my Bible more. I want to pray more. I want to get no know more about God. I tell you what. God is just doing something. When God does something in me, in you, in me, we crave more the things of him. 
Our desire for God should always be greater than our desire to be physically filled. Because the food that you eat, the clothes and the electronics that you crave will not begin to fill the void that is start that is inside of you. Matthew chapter 5 verse 6, it says, Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. Both Jesus and David went through times where hunger for God was greater than even their physical bodies could bear. If you look at Psalm chapter 63 verse Verse 1, it says, you, this is David, you God are my God. I earnestly seek you. I thirst for you. My whole being longs for you. In Matthew chapter 4, verse 4, it says, Jesus, this is when the devil tried to tempt Jesus. It says, man shall not live by bread alone, but by They hungered and thirsted for the things of God. We should remember a desperation for, I'm sorry, a desperation for God is a, des, a declaration for his anointing and power. Number two, you will be a witness. What does that mean, Mr. Dave? Uh, you got to go evangelize because the things that God are doing, in you, you're not going to be able to keep it inside. His anointing will empower you to activate what's going on in you. In Acts chapter 4 verse 31, it says, After they prayed, the place where they were meeting was shaken. And they were filled with the Holy Spirit. And they spoke the word of God boldly. That means everybody heard them. You talking about Jesus? Because if you're not talking about Jesus, is he really the Lord of your life? Oh, when God activates what's going on in you, it'll, it will allow you to carry out the great commission that he has in front of you. Talking about the Great Commission. Let's turn in our Bibles to Mark chapter 16. Verse 15 it says, And he said to them, Go into all the world and preach the gospel to all creation. So what did we just talk about? Witnessing, evangelizing, right? Okay, so the next couple points I have is all in this one particular scripture. You ready? Whoever believes is baptized will be saved. Whoever does not believe will be condemned. And these signs will accompany those who believe. In my name, they will drive out demons. Oh, come on. They will speak in new tongues. They will pick up snakes with their hands. And when they drink, uh, and when they drink deadly poison, it will not hurt them at all. They will place their hands on the sick people, and they will get well. After the Lord Jesus has spoken to them, he was taken up. Okay. 
I just kind of put that in there. So, number one, we hunger for the things of God. Number two, you will be a witness. Number three and four, when anointing comes upon you, when we seek the things of God, when God anoints us, signs, wonders, and miracles begin to happen. What does that mean? When you lay hands on the sick, they shall recover. There's a reason why we call people up to come to the front and, and pray for healing. Because we believe that God has anointed us. Oh, come on. God has anointed us to pray for the sick and they shall be healed. That means the devil cannot hold back what God has put and given to us by his blood. Signs of one of the miracles. Miracles. Deliverance from bondage. You're going through something in your life. Satan, you feel like Satan's got a hold of you? Oh, come on. Get anointed. Miss David, it's really hard. You don't understand my, my issues. I got issues. I got issues too. I'm human. But it's by his spirit. By his spirit. That deliver us, delivers us from, their, from our bondage. Last thing. When, you be, when God anoints you. Oh, two more things, sorry. God will speak to you. Whether it be through signs, I'm sorry, through dreams and through visions or to, even through words of knowledge, through prophecy. If we look at, in Acts chapter 2 verse 17, it says, in the last days, God says, I will pour out my spirit on all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your young men will see visions. Your old men will dream, dream dreams. Some of us are enamored with the prophetic gift but did you know you can do that same prophetic gift if you allow yourself to become under the things of God and become anointed to do it? It's not about having a title, pastor, minister, deacon, leader, whatever. It's up about you going out and getting your own anointing by positioning yourself to do the things of God, to be in an outward expression The last thing, when, when an anointing drops upon you, we live in a constant place of praise and worship. We live in a constant place of praise and worship. Because we can't enter his presence without praise. Because without his presence and his anointing, we could never stand before him anyway. I went through a season in my life where I cut out, when I was younger, I cut out all secular music in my life. I didn't listen to the radio. I didn't go on YouTube. I didn't do any of that. Because in that 
season and season of my life and that timing of of my life all I wanted to do was sit and stay in the presence of God and the only way I could do that was to sit and listen to worship music and it's not it's not just about sitting and 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 listening to worship music and just saying oh god is here today god is so awesome although there are times to be quiet and sit in the presence of god and shut up and listen to his voice don't get me wrong but it says in psalms chapter 100 make a joyful noise shout to the lord all you land, serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. We don't serve a God that just wants to be. Thank you, Jesus. Glory be to God. Oh, Lord, you're awesome. <laughs> I'm sorry, Pastor Daniel. All right. No, when we go to heaven, we're going to be singing. We'll be like, oh God, come on, come on. Thank you. You saved me out of my life. You saved me out of my muck. You saved me out of my situation. You, you, you broke the bondages in my life. Oh God, come on. Why wait until heaven? Why not bring heaven to earth? Worship team to the stage. I'm done. Whew. There's always going to be two ways to live out your anointing as I close. In conclusion, there will always be two ways to live out your anointing because there's a thing called a free will. God doesn't sit on his throne and be like, mm, with, his little, with his stick. We have a free will. So you can live it as Jesus did. Where he walked in constant, 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 constant power, anointing, signs, wonders, miracles. Or we can take the roundabout way like David did. Where he killed the lion, killed the bear, slayed Goliath. But yet, brother man goes and kills, goes goes in what you call it with the best sheep. I know there's kids in here, so I won't say the word I was going to use <laughs> goes and whatever with Bathsheba and kills her husband but you're always anointed no matter how far you go you can still be anointed don't let the, the anointing just flow over you let it resonate within you The anointing will make you see, think, dream, and do things different. A lot of times it will be bigger than yourself. Why? So that it can point to who he is and the goodness of our father. That's what the anointing does for us. 
And if we consistently walk in His anointing, then we open ourselves. It open we it opens for what did I say? We open ourselves to the full blessing of God. Who wants to be blessed by God tonight? Oh, come on. There's not enough people in this clapping and shouting. Who wants to be anointed tonight? Come on, let's all stand up. God wants to do something in Alaska. He wants to do something in this next generation. He wants to do something in your family. But all you see is what's in front of you. All you see is the circumstances. All you see is the bondage. All you see is the pain. All you see is what is what the devil has put in front of you. But I serve a God that is going to anoint you to break down walls, to break off chains, to, to free, the, free the, bondage, the bondage of people. But before that can happen, and you guys might be thinking, wow, he brings it for adults. I do this in youth. So if you got youth tonight that is between the grades of 7th to 12th grade, this is what we do. And we're not changing. Why? Because it's by His anointing that breaks every yoke of bondage. And I can't keep still when I know there's students that are in bondage. When I know there's students in pain. When I know that there's students that are crying out for father and a mother. When I know there's students that are cutting themselves. When I know there's students that are doing drugs. But you know what? Our students, and I'm going to... Our students are represent, representation of our adults. And I'm so sorry I said that. If you want our kids and our next generation to know the power and the anointing of God, we as adults have to know what the power and the anointing can do. We got to position ourselves. We got to get right daily in order for the anointing to completely flow over us. Come on, let's all raise your hands tonight. The Spirit of God is here tonight. Not because I preach, not because I gave you some, some word, but because His presence is with His people. And we got a lot of people here tonight that want His presence. So we're going to pray. But before we do that, as we lift our hands, we have to position ourselves. So we are going to position ourselves by raising our hands as a sign of surrender. And we're going to get right with our Heavenly Father. Jesus came to the cross and came to the earth 2,000 years ago. Died on a cross, was anointed to die on a cross for you and for me so that we could have eternal life. You want this anointing that I keep talking about? 
it starts with a surrender. So as we lift our hands tonight, everyone under, under the sound of my voice, I want you to repeat your, your repeat this prayer after me because it's by completing this prayer and believing in your heart that you are saved, that your sins are forgiven, that heaven is your home, that, the, that your name is written in the last book of life. In that position that you place yourself in, it's a start of the outpouring upon you. It's a starting point. We're going to all get right with God tonight, including myself. Whether you've, you're, you don't know who Jesus is and you're going to start for the first night tonight, or you've known Jesus for 20 years, let's all affirm our faith and come to know. Repeat after me, dear Jesus, come into my heart. Be the Lord of my life. Wash my sins away. Make me whole. Make me new. In Jesus' name, anoint me tonight. Anoint me tonight. Anoint me tonight. Amen. Come on. Let's just give a, give a shout, a, a hand clap to God tonight. Come on, who needs a, a fresh outpouring tonight? Come on, let's, let's, come on. If you need a fresh outpouring tonight, come on, I want you guys to come up front. We're going to position ourselves tonight. Come on, young, old, new in Christ, old in Christ. Come on, we're going to all allow ourselves to be positioned. Somebody like, I ain't getting up there. Come on, man. Your life may be dependent on what happens tonight. The bond that you may be maybe carrying tonight can be broken tonight because of an anointing. It's going to sweep through this place. Come on. Our students are up here up front. Come on. Don't you want to set an example to yourself and declare over your life that God, I give you all. God, I want you to anoint me. God. Let's pray. Heavenly Father. As our hands, lift our hands tonight. As our hands are raised, we surrender our hearts. We surrender our minds. We surrender our emotions to you tonight. We pray for a fresh outpouring tonight. As you pour out over our lives, that signs, wonders, and miracles begin to happen. That we will see new visions and new dreams. That we will see the lame walk, the blind see. That we will see your power and your might be evident in our hearts. Holy Spirit, come tonight. Holy Spirit, come. Fall, fall tonight, anoint tonight, anoint tonight. We pray bondages be broken. Bondages be broken tonight. Jesus, my name. Amen. Give the Lord a big clap offering tonight. Thank you, Jesus. We thank you.
Thank you, Lord, for a fresh outpouring and a fresh anointing upon each and every one of us. Hallelujah. Well, let's, let's close in prayer. <laughs> Amen. Lord, we're so thankful for what you did tonight. The sweetness of your presence, for your word that's gone forth. We thank you for your power. We thank you for your anointing. We thank you, oh God, for your empowerment, Lord, to live the Christian life, Lord, to, to perform signs, wonders, and miracles in your name, Lord, to go out and fulfill the Great Commission. We just thank you. Thank you, God, that you've entrusted us with that. And we just declare tonight that we are going to live the life that's worthy of the calling that you've given us. You've called us, Lord, and we're so thankful tonight, and we just praise your name. And Lord, I pray as we go, Lord, that you would bless your people, that you would cause your face to shine upon us. God, that you'd lift up your countenance towards us, be gracious to us, keep us, and give us peace. In Jesus' mighty name, and everybody said amen and amen. God bless you. We'll see you this weekend. See you Sunday. God bless you. Be safe out there. God bless you all online. We love you.